Welcome, everybody, as we uh, start off on Twitter Live once again, like every day. Today, we're going to be going through our power ranking or my power rankings. Matt's going to definitely be debating them uh, because nobody there isn't just a consensus agreement on power rankings. They're made to be, uh, you know, debated. So I'm going to send this to the, um, you know, Twitterverse and then we'll get started. But if you're listening in post, you're listening on Spotify or whatever, uh, make sure to come to the live streams on Twitter. Um, and if you're listening right now, we will get started in like one minute. Um, or actually way less than a minute, like 10 seconds. Okay. All right. So we are here and we're going to go over. Uh, I'll go through my week five power rankings. And before we start, I'm going to just give everybody my, my week four power rankings so you know kind of where I'm coming from and how things adjusted after uh, the week five. So last week, my power rankings were Chiefs one, Ravens two, Packers three, Bills four, Seahawks five, Patriots six, Buccaneers seven, Steelers eight, Titans nine, Saints ten. Well, a lot has changed this week. Uh, don't worry because, you know, there were some big things that happened this week. So that's last week's? That was last week's. Now, I'll start off. I've got three honorable mentions that I think they, they should get recognition because they were really close to being in that top 10. Um, first of all, the Raiders. The Raiders have played very, very well against some very good teams this season. Uh, beating the Chiefs last week, that's huge. Beating the Saints, that's big. And they also beat the 3-2 and two Carolina Panthers, which I, you know, surprised they're 3-2, and two, but uh, they're, they're just on the cusp, as are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost to a solid team in the Bears, um, but they also lost to the Saints. Um, like, you know, very good team though. So they're, they're right on the cusp. And then the final team is the Cleveland Browns. I, I really like what they're doing. They beat, they beat the Colts last week and you know, their only loss comes to the Ravens who are a very good football team. So those are kind of my three honorable mentions. Um, we don't have to talk very much about them, but I'll just start off. I'll get right into number 10. Uh, number 10 is the New Orleans Saints. Now they may have gone into a late game a close game against a team against a team that you know people didn't expect a close game but the chargers play everybody close they have a phenomenal defense and they have a solid offense and the saints were still able to win without michael thomas and they're going to get michael thomas back uh they're going into the bye week so he's most definitely going to be healthy um he got suspended actually for a fight so hopefully he's not um you know suspended but if he's playing they're going to be fine. They were relying a ton on Alvin Kamara, and they were still able to squeak out wins. So, uh, Matt, I don't know what you think about uh, the Saints at 10, but what are your thoughts on that team? I mean, I'll have to see who you have ahead and behind them. Uh, but they've been, I think, a slight disappointment this season. Um, they were my, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Them or the Ravens. That's why I've said those two teams. Um, the Ravens, I'm still not very, like, unconfident about that. I'm, I'm still, I still believe that the Ravens will be in the Super Bowl or at least into a, in a play in like a playoff scenario where they can beat the chiefs. And I still think they can, even though we've seen that, the, you know, the chiefs handled them last game, but that's how many teams have we seen beat a team in the regular season and then lose to them in the playoffs. I feel like we see that every single year. Um, but the saints saints are good. They're a very good team. The, the big question I think is Drew Brees hasn't looked that great, but at the end of the day, he came down the field, through, we talked about this last episode, threw a great pass to Jared Cook, and they won the game. And a lot of that was because of Drew. So if that's kind of where you're unsure, not the biggest deal in the world, I'm still I'm still high in the Saints. So I think that you could have put them higher, but we'll see like who's ahead of them. 
Yeah, my my number nine team this week, after this week, is actually the Chicago Bears. I really like what I've seen from them so far um, post-Mitch, post really. Uh, yes, Nick Foles is still getting adjusted to playing with Allen Robinson, but I think it'll eventually work itself out. And, I mean, they played against a good team in the Bucs. The Bucs are right on the cusp. That's actually why I don't have them in the top ten is because, you know, they lost to the Saints and they lost to the Bears, my nine and ten team. So they're right there. But the Bears are not a team that's going to blow anybody out. Um, they're going to win close games. They're going to play a defensive battle. And, you know, they have that that guy in Khalil Mack that's able to that's able to win you those games. They have Nick Foles who's able to – who has proven that he can he can move the ball down the field um, and you know, if you get a win and you're the bears because the bears aren't built to kill anybody, um, they're built to be in a, a really a run first scheme with David Montgomery and the run was not working against Tampa Bay, but they were still able to squeeze one out. So I don't know. I just think what I've seen from the bears this year is a team that wins. Um, they've come back from behind, uh, because their defense is able to step up and start locking down teams. And I think that's a big part of of why I believe in this Bears team. I don't think they're amazing, but you know they're they're a team that's just able to win games. So, what do you think about the Bears being at nine? I mean, I would probably have the Saints ahead of them, but I do think the Bears are a top ten team. I think that their defense is so stacked, and we see Nick Foles and the offense hasn't looked that good. It's going to get better. Like Foles is going to get more reps. They're going going to get better. Allen Robinson is a fantastic player. They have Anthony Miller. They have other players that are really good on offense. David Montgomery's all right. Uh, maybe maybe the Bears will make a move for Le'Veon. I don't know. I don't really think that changed how I view them. But maybe they added a guy or two. And the Bears, the Bears are a good team. Their defense has been stacked. I mean, look two years ago. Um, and I think we bet – did we bet on them to make the playoffs? Uh, no, we did not because the odds changed. Um, okay, but we were season. going we to. We were going because, to, yeah. Because it was like plus 120. And we're like, how are they a plus 120 to make the playoffs? Like they should be a playoff team, especially yeah. with the – the added, um, what is it? Added, added wild card spot. So I mean, I th- I'm pretty confident that they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to whoever they play in the first playoff game, they're going to have a good game, um, and at least they're going to have the potential to win a couple games. Like their defense is very good. Um, so I don't, I, you can't argue against the Bears being a top ten team. They're very good. Yeah, the Bears, the Bears, I think are you know they kind of got lucky that Brady didn't know it was fourth down, but they still didn't convert it. Um, if it was third down, you still want to convert it. My next team is the Bills. Last week I had the Bills at four, I believe, and I had the Titans far back. But, you know, they played against the Titans, I think a very good team, and they they kind of showed their true colors. They're still very good, but they can be beaten. They, Josh Allen can be slowed down, and when they play against those fundamental defenses with fundamental offenses, that's very tough for you for to win a game. So it'll be interesting to see how they play against other teams in their division. But, you know, I still like the Bills. I still like their offense. They're putting up points, and they're they're playing decent defense. I just think that um, they're not as good as the teams that I have ahead of them. And I think eight is, is still a very good spot on this list. Um, there, there's a kind of a close pack, really, between, in my opinion, four through eight is all pretty close. So I don't think it's disrespectful to put the put the Bills at eight. I think that's actually um, being maybe even a bit generous. I think you could possibly put the Saints over them, but uh, they are still they're only a one loss team. I don't want to overreact too much to just one loss, um, especially on a Tuesday game. Uh, it, it's a bit weird. So giving it a little bit of a pass, but Bills at eight. Yeah, I think 
I think last night uh, against the Titans, they kind of showed like maybe they're not quite as good as everyone might have thought they are, but they're still a fantastic team. Josh Allen has, and we, we talked a lot about Josh Allen yesterday, but he's a very, very good playmaker. He's not as consistent as you want him to be, but he's a young quarterback. He's going to get better. He's and, and the thing is, he's consistently got better at since he's been in the league. I know that the biggest thing for him has been, okay, how, how accurate can he be? And he's missed some passes this year. The thing is, he makes plays that make up for those bad throws. Like, he does. You cannot argue that. You see him make those plays. He makes very high-level plays. You see him convert the big third downs. You see all of that talent. And they're a very well-coached team by Sean McDermott. He, he's established himself as one of the better coaches in the league. Uh, I think I tweeted out last night, like, Mike Rabel versus uh, Sean McDermott is such a sick coaching matchup. Like, that is just a couple of badass dudes. And it was a good game. You see a very physical game. Uh, the defense is going to be great. The defense is well coached. They're very sound. Their offense, they're they're explosive. Stephon Diggs has really improved that team a lot. Um, last night you saw them take a step back. They've played a couple close games against teams that you want them to blow out. But I still think they're they're going to be in a solid playoff team. And I don't know if this is like their year where they're going to really make a run, be like to be true true contenders. But they've definitely ma- taken steps in the in the right way. So looking forward, they're going to be a lot better. Yeah, I think they're better than the the traditional Bills playoff teams where it's like nine and seven um, going to get bounced. Um, this is a team where it's like if you're playing them in the first round, it's like oh, we have to pay attention to this Bills team. Um, that well, they might not, win. They'll, I think they'll yeah, exactly. probably win the division. Still depends. Well, we'll see where I put other teams on this list. Uh, but because at number seven, uh, I'm going with an undefeated team. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seven. Their, de- their defense is phenomenal. But you know that team can only that defense can only carry them so far. Getting into close games, and I, I know they played against the Eagles, and the Eagles can be very good. But it's tough uh, to rank this team because they really haven't played any um, good teams. Yeah, uh, they've played think- against some piss poor teams, if we're being honest. And they, the, you know, the Jeff Driscoll coming in and almost beating them. They almost lost to the Eagles, who have been struggling. It, and they they got into an act, a somewhat close game against the Giants. I think this is a very good team. Like I said, the teams, I think, from four to eight are all very close. Um, I wouldn't be mad if you put them um, at four. Uh, I have them at seven just because their offense. I, don't, I just don't know really how far that they'll be able to get with that offense when they play against, you know, a good defense. Um, okay, but what about the young guys? Like the receivers have looked really good. Big Ben, if he, I think the big thing is if Big Ben's healthy, they have as good as a shot as anyone. I mean, not the Chiefs and the Ravens, like they're gonna have a, a, a leg on them. But besides them, like they're the third best team in the AFC. I think that's like very clear. Um, I'm surprised you have them at seven. I, I think they're definitely a top five team. Who do you who do you have above them? Who, who's number six? I got the New England Patriots for one man, uh, one reason only. His name's Bill Bill Belichick. This dude wins, and we didn't get to see him this week. Cam Newton, um, what probably wasn't going to play, but he's back now. And you know, if I'm looking at a team, like if you're going to give a team a week to prepare for another team, there isn't really anybody. There's a cup, only a few teams that I would take over the Patriots. Um, so I just think that what they bring and the Patriots' losses, who do they come to? The Chiefs and the Seahawks, two well, of the it, best teams in the NFL. And against the Chiefs, they didn't have Cam. Exactly. And they, if they have Cam, I really feel like they win that game. 
Yeah. So that and their defense, their defense is solid, not as good as the Steelers by any means. But what they have on offense is they have Cam, who is dynamic. Uh, their wide receivers, they're pissed for, but because they're not playing with the typical pocket passer, they're able to get away with it. And they have the running backs that are able to do what they want. Uh, James White is a phenomenal receiving back. Rex Burkhead can catch passes. Um, he can also run the football. Sonny Michelle, uh, pretty solid. Not saying the running backs are all like very good running backs, but they, they're good at their role. And Belichick knows how to get the most out of everybody. And that's why I have it. If I was facing this just on rosters, Patriots wouldn't be up here. But because they have Bill Belichick and he's able to game plan, he's able to take away um, your biggest thing, that's why I have them um, so high on this. I just really think that this Patriots team, just like I thought before the season, you know, you have Bill Belichick, you're going to be a really good team. And they've only lost two very, very good teams. So that's kind of my thought on them. I mean, I think they're a very good team, but I think the Steelers are better. I definitely do. Uh, Cam, but Cam's definitely looked better than I thought he was going to look like. They're, they're using him in cool ways too. They use him. They use his running ability quite a bit, which is what you got to do with a guy like Cam. And we didn't see that as much at the end of his tenure in Carolina, but we've seen a lot of those power run plays. Um, he's moved the ball down the field a little bit better than he did at the end of his Carolina career. But I don't know. I, I was wrong about Cam. I didn't think Cam was going to be that great. I thought you know the injuries had kind of like ruined his career, but. He's been impressive, so I can't say anything. Can't say anything bad about him. I mean, he's looked good, uh, and he just returned to practice today. So, yep. good news for the Patriots. They're, they need him over Hoyer, that's for sure. Hoyer, Hoyer looks looked awful. Yeah, that was not a good performance by Hoyer against the Chiefs. Got benched actually for Stidham, who didn't look amazing, but he also was down, so he had to just you know throw the ball, be risky. Didn't look very good. At number five, um, I'm known as a Seattle hater. Um, that's kind of my thing. That's my thing about these power rankings. I have the Seattle Seahawks. They should have won by more. Um, I know they're a team. I I've been talking about like you get wins, um, and that's what matters and they're getting wins, but the teams I'll talk more about it when I talk about the teams that I have in front of them, but the Seattle team, I mean, being a top five team, it's that's, that's very good. And what they do is they're able to win. They're able to rely on Russell Wilson, a premier quarterback in the NFL. They're making those big stops at the end of games. Uh, but, man, they they played against a team with Kirk Cousins in primetime. That is an expected blowout. Like, Kirk Cousins is 6-26, and 26, was 6-27 and 27 going into the game against teams with a winning record. And you add that to him playing in a primetime game, which he is a, notoriously bad in, and then they lost Dalvin Cook, and they were playing very well. They were up on you, and then they lose their best player on that team, and then you're still, and then you barely win. And part of that was off of a big play to DK Metcalf. Don't want to take anything away from DK Metcalf, but dude, what was that cornerback doing for Minnesota? Looked like he just completely lost the ball, and DK just got an easy catch. Um, I could have made that catch if the defensive back didn't know where the ball was. Like, um, yeah, so no, nobody's nobody's contesting him. Exactly. Um, I think that one really came down to the fact that Zimmer didn't kick the field goal, which I'm all for being aggressive, but that was being aggressive in a very stupid way. Like, why do you like, obviously it seemed like, okay, if you don't get it, you're going to lose. Like how many times have we seen Russell Wilson come back? You know, they're down by five and score the game when he touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. At least make it an eight point game where they're going to have to drive down the field, get the touchdown, then the two point conversion to tie it. And the bigger thing about that, the bigger thing about that, even than just like, oh, yeah, he's going to drive down the field. The momentum of getting a stop like that, 
that flips a switch in any defense. If you're like, because that makes you believe that play was like, that was the game right there that they went for. Also, you knew they, if they, they, they didn't it, even have Dalvin cook. They didn't even have Dalvin cook. Maybe if they have Dalvin cook, it's like, okay, but, but when you're sitting in that situation, if you're Minnesota, I don't get why you don't kick that field goal. Uh, maybe they're having Blair Walsh PTSD. I don't know. That could um, be the case. But like, I just feel like the Seahawks, they they should have lost that game. And um, if, if the Vikings had done anything differently, but you know, I don't want to take anything away from the Seahawks. They're a very good football team, but I don't think that they are as complete as the teams that I have above them. Um, at number four, I actually have the Tennessee Titans, and I was not big on the Titans coming into this season. I thought that they were going to be a disappointment. I, I'm going to say that I was wrong. And why I have the Titans ahead of the Seahawks is the Titans showed last night they can blow somebody out. They were in close games all year long. They they were in a close game against the Vikings. They were in a close game against the Broncos. But they go up against a good football team in the Buffalo Bills, and they didn't win by four. They didn't win by three. They won by, what was it, 26? That's huge. Being able to blow out teams is a major factor because you don't want to rely on those late game plays. And I know Russell Wilson, phenomenal. Like if there, if there were two guys in this league that it was, like, oh yeah, I'm totally fine relying on these players at the end of games, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Those are the guys that, that I want. Patrick Rome's phenomenal as well. You know, you could throw him in there. But, you know, I want a team that can also blow somebody out and Titans prove that they can do that. Um, so that's why I have them over the Seahawks. Uh, maybe the Seahawks ceiling is probably higher because they can score with other teams, but I think the floor of the Titans is higher than the Seahawks because they have that very solid defense and a very solid offense to pair it with. And Derrick Henry can just take over any game. Uh, we saw what happened to when he just goes up against anybody. Uh, they, they look silly. Um, yeah. Also the thing about Derrick Henry is that he had like, 15 carries for like 20 yards but the way he has the 15 carries for 20 yards is really weird because it's like you know he picked up i think on the play where he threw norman on the ground he picked up like four yards like it's not a huge run i think he picked up a first but that gets everyone going and they're and they have to really really be honest about henry they have to keep a lot of linebackers there they have to have more size on the field you have to do a lot of things when you're playing against Derrick henry that you don't just look at it and go, oh, look, his yards per carry wasn't that great. He's never been like a huge yards per carry guy, but it's he's going to wear the defense down. And you see, AJ Brown was healthy. I don't, I mean, he's he was there week one and then he got hurt and then they had like the weird buy stuff. And, you know, Tennessee's had a weird season to start for sure. But Ryan Tannehill and, and AJ Brown were going at it. And Derrick Henry didn't really have a great game. He had two touchdowns. That was the thing. Like if he didn't, but if he didn't have the two touchdowns, you would have looked at him in like, Oh, Derrick Henry rushed for like 20 times for like 45 yards, 50 yards, whatever it was. Like it, it was like a little over. It was it wasn't a yard to jump. Um, but it doesn't really matter because he gets the team going. You know, he throws Norman on the ground. That gets everyone hyped up, and it's just kind of a ripple effect. Uh, his his running style is very. It's really hard to like determine the value of it because he's so good at just taking a little bit at a time and the defense is just getting tired. They, they can't hang with him. They, they can't, you can't hang with King Henry. That's just how it is. So he, he looked, he looked all right. I mean, but it, he puts the team in a position to win. It's very different than other start running backs in the league. 
Because it's also he he helps the play action game so much. AJ Brown is a phenomenal player after the catch. He's probably the best player after the catch from that rookie um, draft class. Um, and you throw him on a crosser, you go play action. That's what he kills people at. I think he has the most 50 yard reception since 2019 um, out of any wide receiver. Like he just catches the ball down the field and he, he's able to break tackles and he's a fast player. Um, and so when you have Derrick Henry, it's not just his yards, it's his impact on the defense. Because if you hold Derrick Henry to like 45 yards, that means you're stacking the box and you are forcing the Titans to pass. Still play and just go to go to one of their guys. And that's why they're able to have success. Ryan Tannehill, play action, boom. Like he can just hit those because they're not they're not completely covered because you have to stop Henry to beat the Titans. And then you have to cover. So it, it's very difficult to stop them. You have to have the right kind of team and scheme. Um, so I have the Titans at four. At number three, going with the team coming off of uh, bye week, I'm going with the Packers. Now the Packers, you know, I, initially I thought that there were two teams that, that, that had separated themselves. I actually have now three teams separated. I was talking about how four through eight can all be very close. Um, I think the Packers have gotten into that top three tier team um, in my opinion, because they have Aaron Rodgers, who can absolutely win in a close game. I brought it up earlier with Russell Wilson. If you want a close game, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is that dude. He's always been that dude. If there was like maybe anybody in history that I could pick, I would probably go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but he is just so good. And he's been playing without his best player in Devontae Adams on offense. And he's still been torching teams. Um, where whether it's the undrafted tight end, whether it's Lazard, he has just been lights out this season. He has the number one quarterback rating in the league. He's pro football focus is number one quarterback. I think he has like a 95 plus rating um, through the first four weeks. Absolutely incredible what he's doing this season. And he's doing it without his main weapons. And then the other thing about this team is yes, they can win those close games, whether we see it against uh, New Orleans, whether we see it against, um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on who else they played in the close game too, but they can also come out like they did against the Vikings and they can shut down an offense and then they can just basically uh, wipe the floor with you. Um, and then they did it against the Lions and then they played the Falcons and they just shut down that offense because – that offense was putting up very good numbers. And then they go up against the Packers and they just shut that down and they score the ball offensively. They're very, very efficient. They put up a ton of points. I think Seattle has about 163 points. I'm sorry if that's a little bit off through the first five weeks. I think the Packers have like 152 and the Packers had a bye week. Their offense is insane and they pair it with a an uh average to above average defense with a pass rush and a elite cornerback. That is like a deadly combination that you can have. And they also have a very solid defensive tackle. So I just think that what they have is they have a, a good scheme. They've got one of the greatest players in NFL history. Uh, and then they've got, you know, just elite talent all around the field. So I just think that this is just a very good football team that has separated themselves from the, um, you know, playoff, battle or like playoff battle in terms of I need better seating to play against worse teams. Like I feel like they can go against any team and be fairly confident that they will win the game because they're undefeated and they've <clears> blown <throat> out good teams. 
and they've and they're able to win those close games. So I, I really like the Packers this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think that you have to put the Packers ahead of the Seahawks. I do I do disagree with you. I think the Seahawks should be the fourth team on this list. But I think that the Packers have shown I, I mean, like here's the thing. You can say, Oh yeah, I'd rather have Russell than Aaron Rodgers. But you can't say it's by some huge margin because that does not make any sense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are both fantastic future Hall of Fame players, all-time greats, really. They're that good of they're that good of quarterbacks. But the difference is that the Seahawks defense is not very good. Yes, they have some guys, you know, they have Jamal Adams, like, yeah, he's gonna make plays. Um, they have Bobby Wagner, who's who's been getting a little bit older, but he's still a great player. Um, KJ Wright had a fantastic interception on uh, Sunday and like, yeah, they're all right. They're not that good. The Packers have the two Smith brothers. I, mean, I know they're not brothers, but the two Smiths, they have Jair Alexander. They have some problems in the linebacking and the safety core, but they're a better defense. And they have a offense that is, I think you can say that the offenses are pushes or you can even give Seattle a little bit of an edge, but, but the Packers defense is substantially bigger, be- better than the Seahawks. So you got to put the, the Packers ahead of the Seahawks right now, and they got to be your number one NFC team. Yeah. Then looking into the top two teams, I think it's pretty clear that the top two teams, it's Jacksonville and Miami. I'm just kidding. Uh, number two, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, my team, the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm sorry if I'm being biased, but they're playing, I don't think you are. They're playing I don't think the you are. wrong way, and they're still winning. Um, they, they looked horrible against the – the Bengals. They won 27 to three in a horrible showing from their offense, horrible showing. And they win by 24 points and absolutely destroyed Joe Burrow, who previously, I think he was coming off of three consecutive 300 yard games. He looked awful. The Ravens forced the turnovers. They got the pressure. Um, And I think for some reason, the Ravens lose to the chiefs and everybody just kind of gave up on them. And I was like, I don't know why, um, they get, then they finally get to play two bad teams um, in the football team and the Bengals, and they completely destroy their offenses. And they're they're not even running the football. It's not that they can't run the football; it's that they're like choosing not to run the football, which makes absolutely zero sense. I don't understand why you would not run the ball. But even when they're saying Lamar be a pocket passer, they're still killing teams. Um, they threw the ball thirty-seven times last game. They ran the ball, I think, 24, and they averaged almost seven yards per carry running the football. I don't know why they're not running, but they aren't, and they're still kicking the butt of teams. Yeah, no, they're they're spectacular. The, the one thing is I would like them to run the football more oh, and absolutely. run the football with Lamar more because, well, I'll be honest, it, it, it's hurting my fantasy team right now. Lamar is not putting up the points I need him to put up, and – and I don't understand why, dude. I really don't. But, I mean, they're still winning by a lot, so I guess that's the case. But maybe it's one of those things where they're trying to get defenses to play them differently. So the time play, like by the time playoff time comes around that it's, you know, they're able to throw the ball and run the ball. I, I don't really think they're ever going to be that great of a passing team, um, especially with the receivers that they have right exactly. now. Exactly. Nobody can get open on that team, and that's tough. At least let Duvernay get some more snaps because he's, he's shown he's a very explosive player. Like Willie Sneed isn't doing it. Miles Boykin isn't doing it. Yeah, Hollywood can do it, but he's he's a limited player, I think. I think you'd agree with that as well. The one like really good passing option they have 
is um, tight end. I can't Mark Andrews. Mark, I don't yeah. know why I couldn't think of his name. But Mark Andrews, but he's more of like a big red zone threat. And they use him. He's perfect for Lamar. He's the perfect match for Lamar. Because Lamar gets the red zone, they can run their option stuff, and then he can just float back. Oh, look, there's there's Mark Andrews back in the end zone, and you can just float one up. Mark Andrews goes and gets it. That's perfect. But the receivers aren't built like that. The Willie Sneeds and Miles Boykins, those, those guys aren't going to be helping Lamar all that much. That's why I want to see them use Duvernay more, especially if you're trying to throw the ball. Like, get him in there. Get him on routes. Get him on plays that are designed for him. Um, he had the kick return against the Chiefs. That was, I mean, he's a hell of a player with the ball in his hands, so they need to get the ball in his hands more. Uh, they need to let Lamar – they need to let him do what he's got to do because he, he can run the ball over anyone. I, that's the only reason why I think that they're doing that. I, I don't know if you really agree, but do you, do you I, think there's something to that? Okay, so my pro, my thing is I think they came out this year and they were like – they tried to progress Lamar too fast because we've heard all the things. Oh, Lamar, if he wants to last, he has to become a pocket passer. Not exactly. He has to limit the amount of designed runs that he has to do. And it feels like because the Bengals did a phenomenal job containing Lamar. Whenever Lamar tried to run, it just didn't work. But whenever anybody, they had great success. I think their first play of the game or on their first drive, end around to Devin Duvernay, 42 yards down the sideline. Like that's the type of stuff. Then eventually they handed the ball off to J.K. Dobbins, who they're not giving the ball to. Like this Ravens team. One carry. Yeah. And I think it was for like 30, 30 yards ish. Um, they they're having success. The only guy not really having a ton of success is Mark Ingram, but he's still being a, an above average yards per carry player. I think he's averaging like four and a half yards per carry on the season. Like I don't get why this team isn't trying to run the football. They're also getting too cute. They're trying to do like a lot of weird things with um, kind of shovel options and stuff like that rather than just a traditional read option. I do like the uh, the inverted veers that they're trying to do. They've, they've had great success doing that. That's how Lamar had his uh, 50-yard touchdown run against the football team. But, man, like this is a running football team, and they're winning football. Uh, it's not like runs getting shut down or anything like that. They're just not going to it, and they're still winning. But uh, I think my number one team is pretty obvious. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. And you may be saying, oh, but they lost. Yeah, I don't care. Any given Sunday, any team can lose. Any team can lose. They lost that game. And I build my power rankings not in the now. Um, I, I will say this right now. If the Seattle Seahawks lose next week, they're probably not going to drop in my power rankings. Um, I don't even know who they're playing next week. But, like, it's one of those things where I am building it based on what I truly think about the team, not exactly about how they're playing right now. Well, it's, and the, it's how they're playing and how you project them to play. Yes. More. Not like, exactly. oh, look, they're – they're undefeated. They're, you know, only in the undefeated tier. Like that, those are the only teams that are at the top. Yeah, exactly. That's why that's why I kind of have the Steelers a little bit lower. I don't see them as that team that can, you know, transcend to that next level. But the Chiefs, when they play at their best, they're the best team in football. When they play at their average, they're probably the best team in football. But they Derek Carr had a phenomenal game. The Raiders played very, very well. And you have to, you have to, you know tip the cap, but if we're looking at, at the long term, if we're looking at you know going into next week, what's the team you don't want to play most in the NFL? Probably still the Chiefs. You're most afraid of Patrick Mahomes, and I know Russell Wilson is doing great things. Aaron Rodgers is doing great things. I don't want to face the Ravens rushing attack, but Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, they also had early in the game, there was a, a penalty called at whether or not it was right or wrong, but they didn't get a big touchdown. That's momentum killer, but 
this is the best team in football. They won the Super Bowl. Nobody's expecting teams to just go 16 and out. Um, so I, I don't see a problem with them losing. And they 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 beat the Ravens. Like when they play against those really good teams and they, they, they need they to, to play. They absolutely come to play. They and another thing, I take less into account when teams play against divisional opponents. It's just more tough. They play against you more. They're able to figure out that scheme a little bit better. Um, so it makes it tough. For example, when the when the Niners play the Seahawks, you know, that's a very tough game um, for both teams. And then when the when the Rams play the Seahawks, when when all these teams play each other that are in the same division, Ravens, Steelers, um, Packers, Bears, you know, they're in the same division. You play each other twice a year, every year. Like you you know how to handle them a little bit better. So, you know, they they lost to a divisional opponent. And then other people look at the game that they were close in in the in the Chargers game. Well, the Chargers, I think, I think five out of their last six games were decided by seven points or less. Why? It's a divisional opponent. It's tough to play against them. They play against you more than anybody else. And the Raiders came to play. And that's, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the Raiders, but the Chiefs are a better team than the Raiders. Like, I've seen people dropping the Chiefs back to five in their power rankings because they lost. One loss doesn't mean anything. Like, this is ridiculous. If you want to rank teams based on how they played last week, go for it. But don't claim that this is the full season. Oh, yeah. If Alabama loses, if Alabama football loses to a team in college football, um, they don't drop to 20th in the country. They drop, to, they're like, they go from like number one to like number four. Why? They're still then, really good. And then they come back the next week and they're two or three after they win again. Yeah, exactly. So it's like people people are way too reactionary when it comes to these power rankings. I feel like mine have stayed pretty much the same. Uh, if you look at um, my power rankings from last week. The only switch really was the Titans and the Bills, right? Titans like- and the Bills. And then kind of my 7, 8, 9, 10 switched around a little bit. But that makes sense. But, yeah, I just think that, that right now there's a lot of really solid teams. Um, there's three teams now, in my opinion, that have kind of separated themselves. But, you know, I just I just so you want to go over – one more time, you want to go over 10 to 1 who you had? Uh, do you want me to do it 1 to 10 or 10 to 1? 1 to 10. 1 to 10 is fine. Uh, Chiefs, then the Ravens, then the Packers. Then I'm throwing in a gap, and I'm saying the Titans, Seahawks, Patriots, Steelers, Bills, Bears – Saints, honorable mentions, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, and Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland. So you don't have the Rams in there? Absolutely not. Okay, good. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't have the Cardinals. Don't no, have the Rams. Uh, oh, wow. Le'Veon Bill might land with the Chiefs. Well. Rip Clyde. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like that's pretty much going to do it for, for this week, for today's episode, not this week's episode. We do episodes every single day. If you're listening and post, please go check out our YouTube channel so you can see our reactions or follow us on Twitter at the worst take net and at Matt Keimer. And you can, you can check out the streams normally. Eventually we're going to have streams out on different platforms, but for now we're just doing it on Twitter. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll see all of you again uh, tomorrow.